Hey, Giovanna. Good afternoon. This is Mike Ruiz. How are you today? Hi, Michael. I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Happy New Year, and I hope you had a great holiday season. Uh, thank you. I did. I actually traveled, which was really nice, and I got to see some family members. Even though I didn't do anything besides being at my family member's house, it was nice to get out from you know the the current house that I've been in since last March. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, I get that. I get that. I am uh, pretty lucky. All my family lives here in the Atlanta area, so uh, I didn't have to go too far, just about a 20-minute drive down the road. So, well, good. Well, good. Well, I know you have a busy schedule. I know we only have about 30 minutes scheduled for this, so just wanted to uh, dive you know, right in. So thank you so much for joining uh, me on the Workday Recruiter Podcast. I really appreciate it. But um, really wanted to start off the conversation learning a little bit about you. You know, tell me about uh, how you got into the Workday ecosystem. And I know people will be interested to hear your story. Absolutely. And, and thank you for, for having me. This is great. And I, I really, I just want to say that I truly appreciate all of your postings in, in, on LinkedIn. They're great. So well, please thank continue. You. Thank you. Um, so how I got in, into in, into HRIS, which is a, is a little bit of a story that has, you know, it really has helped me be really good at, at what I do. Um, I started really in HR operations. Um, so my first um, my first job was really, you know, doing all the data entry into PeopleSoft at that time and learning about integrations and payroll. I did benefits administration. So I really sort of floated around that area um, and it really gave me a good idea onto how things work, what are all the different HR pieces, um, employment law and things like that. Um, so that was like sort of like my first job. And I was always very interested in like systems and how things worked. Um, I was going into the path of an HR business partner role, in which that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, and during my second job at a uh, financial services firm, um, we had a homegrown platform for our HRIS and it was just very convoluted you know it, it was like not good there's so many things that we were doing manual and coming from a place that you know had people solved and everything was a lot more automated um, I it really interested me to see like how is it that one you know in at one employer you know everything was very um, you know fairly um automated and then there's the second employer where like nothing is automated and there was like forms and more forms and it was just not good so I think that kind of what started my um my journey into HRIS because I was constantly asking our HRIS director which I'm still really good friends with as to like why why does it work this way you know there are better ways to do this we should change this we should change that um and at that time, and it happened to be also the time when I got introduced into Workday uh, because um, we had about six or seven different platforms, one for time tracking, one for HCM, another one for absence tracking, another one for benefits, another one. So it was, you know, um, the pre-digital uh, world of HR where you had all these different platforms and you somehow either had to do multiple times the same job or the same data entry, or you had to maintain multiple integrations. Um, so that's kind of what started my workday journey because in order for us to 
you know, to be better at our jobs and have a more seamless operations uh, within HR, we went with Workday uh, to kind of put all of those six or seven platforms into one. Right. Uh, so, so that was like kind of my experience. And that's when I was moved into the HRIS role. Um, and my first experience around 2012, 2013 was when we were, went live, but we started our implementation in 2012. Um, and that was my introduction to Workday. Okay. Okay. Well, great. So, so let's go back in time, I guess, to that 2012 timeframe. When you first saw Workday, what were your thoughts? What were your initial impressions? I guess, especially for those uh, who haven't been in the Workday ecosystem for that long, you know, what did it look like? How did it, you know, affect the business that you were supporting? You know, tell us a little bit about your perspective from that vantage point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was um, it was so much better than what we had. I mean, even just the, the UI, the, the, the experience, uh, the graphics, uh, how much easier it was. Um, and then, I mean, Workday has gone a long way from that time until now. And, and you know, what it looked like. Uh, the homepage, I remember, were the, the little round worklets. Uh, and I'm not sure how many people, you know, have been there for that long, but it's very, it's, it's fairly different to what we have now. But it, it was so much, it was such a much better experience. Um, obviously, having everything in one place rather than having employees and managers log into separate systems for every separate process uh, was such a huge win for us. Um, and it just everything. I was super excited because when we looked at it, it was like, oh, my God, this is going to be absolutely great. And, and, and it was. And we included payroll in that, you know, in that implementation, U.S. payroll. And so we even, you know, knocked down our integration to our current payroll provider at that time. And that also solved for a whole lot of things that we were constantly having to do update, resend the integration because, you know, of errors. Um, so it was it was great. Well, good. Well, good. Well, great. Well, um, let's fast forward to, I guess, your workday career, uh, you know, overall over the last um, over the last few years. You know, what have you done or what have you? or what do you consider yourself a specialist in, I guess, in the Workday space or how have you just supported Workday overall? Yeah, so I have been very fortunate, um, fortunate or maybe not as fortunate at the beginning, but I've been in different um, companies where I have started there as a, as a single person function. Got it. And I've, and I've been able to develop that function and add, you know, build teams to support the HRIS function and to really show uh, the business and HR that HRIS is definitely a, um, a, a big piece to, to the current world, right? Uh, we enable uh, HR through, through technology, uh, right? So to, to put HR in like a in like more of a business partner than just... Um, formerly known as you know paper pushers or or something like that um we've also become a lot into being the single source of truth and, and so when you think about it in that way it, it is the most important platform right because that's the platform that normally then um gives access removes access and everything else to all of the other platforms within the enterprise um so the great thing is, I, I think I've been able to to push that value forward, um, and by being normally a one person um, function, I've had the ability to really dig deep into most functional areas. Um, you know, 
HCM absence, time tracking, um, payroll, uh, because when you are the only person in there, there's, you know, there's just you and community. <laughs> and so you become the BFF with community and you really, you know, start learning all this, uh, you know, all these different things. Um until, you know, obviously once you start building out that team and you, you know, you start pushing people, all, all, other um, projects and things onto the rest, to the rest of the organization, you know, then you sort of come back from it. But I think something, I think the first thing that has really helped me is I am an HR person first and I'm almost the IT person second. And so I am able to, you know, to know what, the needs are for HR even before they come up or I can see them like, okay, we need to fix this or, or that and sort of then build in technology to, to help bridge that gap, you know? And then we have Workday, which is great, that is constantly evolving to, to close the gaps if there was any. Um, so on, on that piece is I've been really good at really optimizing um, that after go life experience um, and really just, making sure that keeping up with the technology um, is, is so important. Right, right, absolutely. Okay, well, I want to go a little bit more granular with you because I think, you know, I'm really excited that you mentioned that you were the the one-person um, shop when it comes to supporting Workday at a couple of companies. So I want to provide value to the audience. So when you step foot into that Workday environment, you know, day one, week one, month one, maybe quarter one, what are you looking to do um, in that aspect? Like what cr kind of plans, strategies are you creating? You know, tell me a little bit about what you're thinking, you know, when you're starting day one and um, you're the first workday person, what's top of your mind? Top of my mind is foundation. Right. What are all our foundation data, all our organizations, our locations, location hierarchies, cost center, cost center hierarchies. Right. So we want to make sure that in this beautiful house that we've bought in Workday, that we have the best foundation. And that's what's going to help for us to do uh, build on top of that foundation. Uh, I've been in places where when I first came in, it was like, oh, Workday is not that great. Uh, but Workday is great. It was just that we were not putting in the effort to make sure that our foundation was there before we started building, right? So that includes all of that foundational data, uh, those organizations, security. I mean, top, that's, that's absolutely the first thing that I look at is security um, as well. And then our business processes, right? So when we have a lot of, of data issues or routings that are not right, it's not, that's platform agnostic, right? Sure. So we have to make sure that, you know, do we have the right securities in place? Do we know what we want to do? Do we know how much self-service do we want to have? Um, and so those are the things that I, I look at first and I try to manage first. And once we have that and those foundations are set as far as the uh, the COEs that are involved in business processes, our organizations, our security roles, then everything else sort of happens much smoother, um, you know, after that. After that is just, okay, perfect. It's a walk in the park. We can continue to build on this. But until you haven't done that legwork of making sure all your foundation is right and, you know, everyone has approved and agreed and understands, you know, what's happening, then it's really hard to sort of try to build on, onto that. So I would say that step one, you know, 
definitely within the first three months of me joining any organization, that is the first thing I look at. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So, and when you are at an organization in which maybe the, the thought is that workday isn't all that great, you know, how do you create buy-in um, with the, you know, your fellow coworkers and other employees to say, Hey, you know, workday is great. We just need to do X, Y, or Z. You know, how do you create that culture or that buy-in of workday is really beneficial to this organization? Absolutely. Um, a lot of demos <laughs> in, in, in short version. There's, there's a lot of demos because I think a lot of times I've tried it, you know, at the beginning of my career, I try to explain it with very kind of like workday terms or technical terms. Uh, but most people are visual. Right. So I will configure, I will do a full configuration in sandbox if I have to, if I need to, if I need to, you know, show uh, how the, the benefits of Workday and the benefits of really putting the effort uh, to make the platform a better platform. Um, and I think for the most part, I, I have been able to, to really get all the funding needed, the time needed to put in the effort because once people understand that okay if we do this a lot of work at the beginning you know it's, it's going to be great it's our ROI will be there you know it's going to increase you know the same with like integrations or anything else you know once you see how much you know manual processes you'll be able to to get away from it people will be there but I think it's important to to show it and to show it in a way that is not you know in workday terms sometimes, because if somebody's new to workday or doesn't really know the workday lingo, then it's, you know, then then it's hard to do that. So so I always try to do that uh, whenever I've worked with partners to to implement something new. I am the person in between that sort of does, does the translation between, you know, the partner and our internal HR um, HR folks, uh, because sometimes I, I also see that happening, that if you don't have the HR lingo, or you don't have the workday lingo, it's hard to have that communication and actually understand, you know, the requests or what's happening or what's it going to look like. Um, so those are the type of things that I think for me, because I've, I kind of have served as a, the internal internal consultant for workday, I am able to, to bridge that gap, you know, and then people understand and they're totally um, in to make all the updates necessary. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Well, I appreciate that. So uh, I want to, you know, pivot things a little bit, you know, just because you have seen Workday grow and mature and, and advance and change, you know, what, what kind of trends do you see happening within the Workday ecosystem over the next, let's say, one, two, three years? Yeah. So, <sighs> I mean, I, I think that Workday is doing a really, really great job with um, with all the um, the updates that it's been doing, um, really keeping uh, us informed. Um, I think what I, I always tell employers where I've been or people that are new to Workday is that they definitely have to be part of Workday community. Um, if there are any gaps or anything that you want things to be pushed, you have to get involved. Uh, Workday will listen to you, you know, get involved with people that are uh, a lot of Workday, you know, lovers uh, to make sure that you push those those along. Um, so there's no no specific trend that I see. The, the one thing that I have been seeing more as I've been uh, in a couple of jobs where 
have come right after an implementation is the launch implementations, uh, which I am a fan of, but at the same time, I'm not sure that it fits everybody because sometimes it feels um, that a launch implementation does not fit all companies. Sure. Um, and that would be the one thing that I, that I think companies should be, you know, should be very um, transparent with themselves to make sure that they, you know, that they're a company that are, uh, that will be successful with a launch implementation because I definitely don't think it's for everybody. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. And yeah, you know, it, every every solution is not a catch-all for every uh, every type of scenario. So I completely understand and appreciate that. So that makes sense. So um, fair enough. Okay. Well, good. Well, um, also wanted to catch up with you. You know, um, I know a lot of people varying different stages of their career um, listen to this podcast, any type of career advice that you would give to people, whether that's, you know, just starting or, you know, five, 10 years in anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. What I would say is be curious, you know, um, what I tell uh, my team members that are just joining HRIS or they're very early in their careers is that, you know, go in and play around. We have Sandbox, right, which is a great tool, great, great tool that Workday provides for us. And there's nothing that you can that you can do wrong. You know, so I would say definitely be curious to see, like, what can you do? You know, ask questions, um, challenge the status quo. Like, that's another piece of, like, HR transformation is, and, and just people in general. If you've been doing something for this many years, you're going to try to continue to do it. Um, and if you want a true transformation, you want to be able to, um, to ask questions and say, why do we do it right. this way? You know, and then you, and then you bring in the, the work, the platform to, to try the solution for that. Um, so, so that would be, uh, that's kind of what I always tell my team is like, if you want to try something, try it. If and this comes to me with people that have had a longer tenure within Workday and are used to, you know, configuring or solutioning in a certain way, um, is that don't get set in those ways because Workday is is constantly evolving. Uh, so maybe you, it's happened to me where I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, solve it with a conditional rule or something else uh, because that's what I always do. And lo and behold, Workday has already fixed that. And so I don't longer need to do a conditional rule. So it's always good to go back and just double check what's now available, double check that what you, how you solution something in the past is how you should continue to solution for it. Um, you know, but again, it's always that it's, it's always learning. Workday is always evolving. So you have to make sure that you keep track of, you know, the new things that right, are coming up. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. I think that's a really good piece of advice. So, um, so speaking of that, I can tell that obviously you have a lot of passion about, um, about Workday and, and, you know, supporting Workday for the organizations that you've worked, worked within, as well as, you know, kind of serving as a Workday evangelist with other, um, with other coworkers of yours, what kind of, I know this might be a tough question to answer, but I think you can answer it. You know, what kind of legacy do you want to leave within the Workday ecosystem? Oh, that is, <laughs> that is a tough question. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things I, I, I want to be known, I, I think obviously Workday is amazing, but I think that me personally, I want to be known 
to, to be someone that brings in solutions, right? Sometimes there has been times where Workday has not been chosen for a specific solution, um, like especially in the recruiting space. Like I've been close to, you know, implementing recruiting a couple of times, but somehow uh, for whatever reason, you know, we, un- we end up going with, with a different solution for that. Um, so what I would say is that there are times that that's going to happen. And I think as an HRIS person, you have to know to listen to your audience and, you know, solution in a way that they're going to uh, adopt it and also not try to be pushing into the solutions that you necessarily yeah. prefer. Um, and so, and sometimes, you know, I don't agree with certain things, but, you know, I right. have to do it anyway. And I have to still put as much of my effort as possible to make it the best possible solution. Um, so what I would want to be known as is as someone that is able to solution, someone that's able to uh, to be a game changer um, and change the way we work and think about things in a different way. Um, a lot of the times I'm always going to push for Workday just because I, I really do think it is the best um, HCM platform out there, you know, but I also don't want to uh, put myself in a box with that. That is the right. only thing I know. Um so that's that's what I no. What I think I that's a great say. answer, and I and I really appreciate that. And I think you know a lot of people should strive to do the same thing as well. So I think that's a great goal to have, and uh, seems like you're well on your way. So, and and I I kind of wanted to follow up on one of those things that you mentioned. You know, I I know that again, like you mentioned, that you feel like workday is great. Why do you think? And this is a very catch-all question. I know there's certain circumstances where this may not always be the case, but why do you think? you know, Workday is a better solution in a, in a lot of scenarios versus its direct competitors? Yeah, I, I think one is just the ease of use. I think that if you take the time to build um, and make, you know, and make the business processes and uh, make everything very um, employee-centric um, to bringing the, the, a good experience, I think that you are able to, create things that really just make sense and they're very intuitive Uh, i've worked with other hcm platforms and i you know i literally needed to read in order to like know what i'm doing right it the 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 gap was was much bigger which i in workday no i don't think that is now obviously it always depends how you know how something has been implemented right because i've been coming to work implementations and i'm like what did they do here like sure. this is a mess, right? So again, that's something that's uh, platform agnostic. But I think, it, I, I think that Workday brings in something um, that that really just becomes very user friendly, um, and it's something that you can push self service to. Um, the fact that there's one very particular thing that I, that when people are new in Workday, that's something that for some reason is always hard to grasp, and it was hard to grasp for me too. And it is organizations, right? And how a supervisory org could be different than your call center, that could be different than the company, could be different than your um, than your business unit or something else. And so I find actually that to be the biggest point for Workday because you, you can have pretty much everything exist without the need of an employee being there, 
right? I could create a full supervisory org, you know, then this is actually what I do for MAs, you know, I create everything. And then all I'm waiting for is plopping in those names, right? So I can create reports and give everything that everybody needs to do as far as what, what is it going to look like once everything is here. Whereas to the former uh, HCM platforms, and it could be just the former HCM platforms that I've worked with, but they, that was not, you know, that wasn't something that was available. So everything was very rushed and it was like, okay, you know, uh, what's it going to look like? We don't know. So there was just a lot. Whereas in Workday, I can pretty much create everything and then just plop in the names. So, you know, I think it just, it just gives you a lot more control. Um, and I think also, as I mentioned earlier, I'm an HR person first and IT person second. So you don't have to have like an IT um like an IT degree to do this job, you know, or to be able to be really good at Workday. I feel like you almost need to know what, you know, whether it's finance um, or whether it's HCM, you almost need to know exactly what the COEs are looking for. And then that's just going to help you to to build, a, a you know, a better platform and configure yeah. it better. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So I think to summarize, I think what Workday is trying to do is make everything self-service. And I think that's basically what, Boiled down version, but that's basically what you were just mentioning, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, and, and that's, you know, that's one thing that I know Workday is really pushing. And so um, I think that's a great point. And, I, and I, I'm really um, glad that you brought that up. So, um, well, fantastic. Well, I know we just have a few more minutes. Um, anything else that you would like to share with the audience or any questions for me? Anything uh, like that? Um. Well, I, I want I want to know, uh, Michael, what is how what has your been your experience with work? There have you have you always um, been on the yeah. partner side, or have you been a customer? Yeah, before? great question. So I actually started in um, I started recruiting in August of 2012, but I didn't actually start recruiting in the workday space until around the summer of 2015. So I worked for um, an agency, a third party recruitment firm based in Atlanta called Principal Solutions Group. Um, and at the time, we were actually tasked with placing a Workday integration developer at SunTrust, which is um, a bank that, that has a big presence in the southern United States mm -hmm. and actually just got acquired by BB&T, is now called Truist Bank. Um, so it has a big presence in uh, the southern and kind of east coast of the United States. But that was my first exposure to Workday. So it took about four or five months to find the right person that was very, very small uh, available candidate pool at that time, you know, five and a half, goodness, uh, five and a half years ago, seems like a lifetime ago. Um, but that's how I got my start. And um, I started recruiting, you know, and serving as the recruiting specialist for the workday space for our customers. So SunTrust, McKesson, Lowe's, just to name a few. Um, and then I really wanted to get involved in the partner side. So I joined Accenture in September mm -hmm. of 2019. And then I decided to make a move to Kanos. And so I've been in the partner side for just under a year and a half now. So it's been great just to see the different perspectives from hiring on the customer side and now hiring on the partner side. But I really enjoy it. Very passionate about Workday. So uh, I will be here for a long time. That's my goal, at least. Uh -huh, awesome. And uh, what are the trends that you see as far as like, what are the type of skill sets that, you know, that customers or partners? Uh, you yeah, know, are I mean, I think now? there's a couple of obvious answers and then a couple of not as obvious answers. Mm -hmm. I think financials 
um, is going to continue to grow. I know that financials has been around for five, six years, but I think, let's be honest, it really hasn't hit scale or mass knowledge of it uh, until mm -hmm. really 2018, 2019 timeframe. Um, I've seen a ton of interest um, at partners over the past couple of years. Now I think it's really hitting the mm -hmm. um, the customer side in which I never saw a Workday Financials um, role at a customer before probably the beginning of 2020. I mean, I just don't think that really existed. So financials will continue to grow. Obviously, when the big boss, Anil Bushri, mentions in, uh, at Rising 2019 that financials or exceed HCM revenue uh, by 2025, you know, you kind of got to listen to what he's going to say about that. Now, obviously, that's pre-COVID, so that could have been accelerated or decelerated. We won't know for a couple of years um, with that. But I think um, I think adaptive is going to be a big piece of um, the mm -hmm. workday environment. Uh, I think extend, I have mentioned it to many people, but also on this podcast as well, that extend is going to be massive. So if you're on the integration side, um, definitely, if you have the opportunity to jump into the extend world, I would highly recommend that. Um, within the HCM umbrella, I, I really see, and I see it from a personal perspective, um, I could see a lot of changes in the recruiting module. So um, if you have a passion for supporting mm -hmm. recruiting, um, definitely talk to me because I have my opinions about recruiting. I think it, I think it can improve <laughs> for a variety of different reasons, but um, I think from an onboarding perspective, it's great from a from an ATS CRM perspective. Mm -hmm. It leaves a little thing of few things to be desired. Um, but I think um, data and analytics and reporting will continue to be big. I think we really rarely see people who are certified in PRISM. I think that's going to continue to increase yeah. over the next few years. I think the world is just going to see a further investment into making data-driven decisions. So because of that, there's going to be a push there. So you know, folks on that side, I highly recommend if you can get PRISM certified, uh, that would be great. Um, yeah, I think that's what I see. Um, I, I see a huge push towards customers hiring more so over the past 12 months than I've ever seen before. And that completely surprised me. I think, you know, I thought COVID would really impact the customer side hiring. If anything, it's, I've seen it gone up more than any time beforehand over the past five and a half years that I've been in the space. So that's something that I'm really surprised at. So we'll see, yeah. but um, yeah, that's just what I see right now. Yeah. I, I was, as I was part of one um, of a financial implementation and I, and I thought it went great. I mean, we implemented it with Workday, but that time Workday was the only ones doing the implementation of financials uh but i mean i i thought and it was they were on by the time the first implementation we that that i did which was in 2013 financial was already starting you know they were already starting to advertise uh financials but only about two years ago was my first um financials I implementation i was the hcm lead uh but it was a great experience um, I think it makes it made a lot of sense and definitely made our, our world right, much right, easier. Absolutely. Just brings everything together from the HCM side and the financial side. And then you have adaptive and, uh, you know, when you have the data reporting side, you know, I, I think Workday is really going to become, 
you know, self-service, single source of truth, however they want to describe it, I, I think is a- a- absolutely key. And I think it just brings everything uh, in-house, so to speak. So I think you're exactly right. Yeah, and I would agree again with with the recruiting with the recruiting side. I I think uh, somehow when recruiting was first introduced, it it wasn't as popular, and unfortunately, I think that that rep has continued. <laughs> um, you wonder what when when is it going to be like, you know, brand new and, and people, especially on on the TA side, kind of like knowing that there's been a lot of um, there's been a lot of updates um, to the, the recruiting as you mentioned there are some things that you know it's not I guess from a TA perspective is it's not as intuitive or it's not liked as much uh, but I'm really looking forward to um, recruiting in workday and making it better because I think then that's you know that's the right uh, that's right. the cherry exactly. on top so any recruiting product leads out there uh, please feel free to reach out to me I'll give you my my two cents but uh... But, uh, but anyways, <laughs> in Workday, if you want to call me and ask for my, uh, my thoughts, I will feel more free, more than free to share them. But anyways, but, uh, you know, everything can always get better. So that's not a knock on recruiting. It's just, you know, uh, I like things done a certain way and, I, and I'd love to, uh, you know, share my thoughts on that. But anyways, we can always get better. Nothing's perfect. No one's perfect. So um, that's neither here nor there. Well, Absolutely. Well, great. Well, Giovanna, again, really appreciate your time. I know a lot of people will really enjoy this conversation and listening to it. So um, I'm sure some people might reach out to you via LinkedIn. So don't be surprised if that happens there. But again, really appreciate your time. Have a great rest of the day and we'll definitely chat soon. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, you so it. much for having me. And, and to anyone, of course, absolutely send out emails, uh, connect with me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, totally open okay, to having well, this perfect. started. Well, thanks again, Giovanna. Have a great day. Enjoy your weekend. Okay. All right, you got it. Bye-bye. Thank you. You too.